0: in a year where disruptors have been the norm innovators in the home improvement channel have continued to succeed the nrha all industry conference will welcome attendees to a virtual event alongside the national hardware virtual show on october 12th through the 15th Hear from industry disruptors throughout the channel, including Do-It-Best CEO Dan Starr, Hancock Lumber CEO Kevin Hancock, winners of this year's Industry Top Gun Awards, leaders on diversity and inclusion, and more. The conference is free to anyone registered for the National Hardware Virtual Show. Learn more and see the full schedule at nrhaconference.com.
1: Welcome to another
0: episode of Hardware Retailing's podcast, Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. In today's episode, I chat with Bee and Steve Fisher of Bee's Hardware, a retail operation based out of Round Mountain, Nevada, that has been completely mobile since April. Residents can call or place an order online, and Bee will head to them with the products in tow. I, I'm curious to hear a little bit about both of you. So you were how long had you been in California? And like what led you to want to pick up, move, and then move to some place? Like, how did you even find out about where you're at now? Uh, I'm just curious about the whole, about the move. And then, and then was the hardware store planned before the move? It sounds like from the article I read that, um, you know, you were doing a lot of home, home repairs. And like you said, going on all these long trips and they didn't even have what you needed. So, I'd just be curious to hear some of the backstory on on the two of you, and then kind of your your journey that brought you from you know Disney and Hilton and and living in California, and then moving to to where you live now in Nevada. I I, I just love to hear that part of the story too.
1: Okay, <laughs> uh, well, I was born and raised in Napa, California. I'm a native, oh. um, many many generations uh, in Napa Valley, and. I spent my youth with my parents traveling Nevada, going to ghost towns and gem hunting and that my parents met at Ruby Mountain. So there's a there's a family history in Nevada that we just love it. I I personally love it. Um, I learned to drive the 50 when I was a teenager, Uh, 14 years old. We were camping, traveling doing our Mm -hmm. usual thing and my father said drive so i drove (laughs) the camper out to out to ichthyosaur um it's a long 56 mile nothing out there road wow that's where i learned to drive so this is this is an area that that i really liked as a as a youth but then you know life and work and you know you gotta have a job that Pays you money, and you're raising kids, and everything, and and I didn't really do much for years with Nevada Mm -hmm. or in Nevada, except drive through to get to Utah or drive through to get to somewhere else. It was always just going through. Yeah. Um. I always wanted to live in a geodesic dome. Um. Since I was a kid and learned about geodesic domes, and I thought it was the coolest thing, and I started. Um, talking to Steve about it that, that that would be my dream home and so we started traveling trying to figure out where to build a dome and we yeah. spent what,
2: two years? We spent two years uh, looking around and then we finally realized what we should do is figure out if somebody was selling one
0: <laughs> Yeah. and, and we happened we happen
2: to luck out uh, we came up here to Nevada we, we're about uh, 200 miles uh, 200 miles due east of Reno, and okay. uh, and and we found we found the geodesic dome uh, over by the Taoybe mm-hmm. Mountain Range at about fifty eight hundred feet of elevation, and uh, and we and we bought this five acre property, and then then we started to and it's perfect. And then we started working on it.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> love it's absolutely it. Perfect. Well, this is. This was our this is our plan B. When we retire, we would have our home paid for and mm-hmm. we would come up here and and have our life. Right. Um but then Disney um made some changes in where they had different departments working and
2: mm-hmm. moved um They moved her job to Orlando and we didn't want to go to Florida. <laughs> so we decided our 10-year <laughs> plan would start our ten-year plan would start five years early.
1: I love that. So we moved, so we moved out here to our home. full-time, right? Full-time, full-time, and, yeah. And and then you know started working and learning about the difficulties people have in getting what they need because the resources aren't here for lumber and feed and hardware and just your your basic stuff there is a grocery store it's 40
2: 40 miles from here 40 miles
1: 40 miles, 40 oh miles my from our that uh, is that's to so, me just
0: like wild that, has, it, has it been, it is, has wild. It been an, is it an adjustment going from like you know living somewhere cuz were you guys in the LA area i'm just assuming with disney were you in like LA or or is that
2: we we lived in a, uh, we lived in Glendale okay we live in yeah, Glendale, yeah. California, Burbank. I spent about a dozen years in Burbank. Okay. Uh, we also spent, some, you know, we also and and yeah. Uh, so there. Yeah, you can turn on a corner in your
0: boot. It was a, it was,
2: a, yeah, it was a big adjustment for me. There's nothing around the corner here except another <laughs> corner.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! So it, it, it was so much of an adjustment for me.
2: No. Yeah. B grew up a uh, B grew up on her she used to spend summers on her grandparents on her grandparents ranch. ranch. So yeah. That kind of rustic life was a little bit more It's easier for me. <laughs> it was to easier for That
1: yeah. kind of well, knew, you know, when you go to town You're going to town. It's going to take you all day long and you better have your list. Yeah. (laughs) When you're painting a project, you don't just discard the paintbrush. You make sure you clean it. Yeah. So it's available for you to use next time or else you have to go to town to get another
0: one. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. When you go to town, sun goes up, sun goes down. That's that's basically uh, that's basically the trip.
0: I'm curious about the dome. Okay. So I'm trying to picture it. So your house is like a big, cause I, I don't even, I have to Google what you were mentioning earlier, how you did. So you said you learned about it as a child. Can you maybe describe it to someone who like me, maybe doesn't know what you're talking about? Um, cause it sounds very fascinating, but I had never even like, heard a of geode-
2: it. A geodesic, a geodesic home became very popular, uh, in Cal, Northern California, Ah, uh, during the sixties and seventies, Buckminster Fuller came out. You know that the idea of these homes is based on a, a strong, lightweight structure that's built like a beehive, honeycomb. Oh, okay. Kind of I just
0: looked structure. it up. It kind of so, looks like a like like some of these pictures. It kind of looks like a um, like a a house version of Epcot.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Exactly. Relating back to
1: Disney At again. Epcot, right. Epcot is a geodesic
2: dome. Right. Ours is a little smaller.
1: Yeah, you, you don't have, yeah. the, Ours don't have that. Ours isn't
2: quite as big though. as we get yeah, <laughs> Ours is about 1,200 well, cool. square feet. This one was built Yes. This one was built in. Yes. Uh, this one was built in the, he had really lived here. There was a man who saw the property and lived in a trailer on the adjoining property. And he just, as a hobby, he just kind of,
1: he remodeled. He it.
2: remodeled the whole place from top to bottom. And, but it was, he,
1: and it's perfect.
2: <laughs> wow. That's no, so cool. He did, it, he did okay. a great job. Uh, great. Apparently, some people poured the foundation and everything. Uh, you know, it was your typical thing where people get together, they buy the kit, they pour the foundation and everything. And then another guy came along and kind of made it his own in his own kind of vision. We show, you know, 10 years later, it just sat here for 10 years. We came down the road and we were like, oh, oh, okay. We both had a really good feeling about the place. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, enough to pick up your lives and move and that's awesome though. I love that free spirited, like, okay, where are we going next? You know? So so it sounds like for you guys was the Okay. (laughs) Not quite, not quite free spirited. Am I am I guessing? Am I guessing wrong? (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, the, the, the thing with, with, um, with Steve, Steve is a, in marketing and, and marketing, he can work from anywhere. Yeah. So that, that he was able to move out here to accommodate my dream is really wonderful. He's a great guy, um, but he probably would have preferred to stay in mm-hmm. the city yeah. where he can just walk around the corner to starbucks or go down the street and have some sushi
2: but we didn't um, well we didn't move out here because we hate the big city i mean we just i love going back to la and, and this Co COVID, COVID has been uh uh extremely extremely sad for all kinds of reasons but yeah uh well, we're not, we didn't come out here to prep for the end of the world or anything else. <laughs> uh, we, we, the, we love the big city and we love looking at the stars at night. So, so yeah. we try to get both. Um, I was going back before COVID, I was going back to LA to, to meet with clients and everything about once a month. So it is a long drive. Uh, the best way to go back is to drive. It's about 500 miles each way. Uh, oh and I was God. doing that about once a month. So, um, but it, but it was okay because you get a good slice of Nevada desert and a, and a great mm-hmm. slice of California going all the way down uh, into L.A. So so we still like both. We, we still like – we feel like we have the best of both worlds. We have a lot For of sure. friends back in L.A. that we miss terribly right now. We'd love to see them. You
0: just need to have them order something and then you have an excuse, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So since it's completely mobile um, and when you started, so about the first year you were renting out of, or you had, you had a building that you were doing business out of, were you doing the delivery at that point or was it, or was it when it was up for renewal for another year, you, you decided, let's just try it from a mobile standpoint, pulled out of the out of the physical location and had your do you have products like delivered to your home or how does that all work
1: well the the community really came together and and people started looking for a place for us to to move to and nobody could find anything and one of the ranchers actually volunteered an empty barn for me to move my my um, products into And so I started renting his empty barn. All of this happened right around the 1st of April, which was right around when COVID really hit out here. And and they're shutting down bars and everything. People stay home. And I'm like, well, if people can't come to the store and shop, Steve said, why don't you just take it to them? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he, the marketing genius, came up with the delivery service, and it really caught on because springtime out here, especially with COVID and the shortages that everybody was was feeling, when you drive 150 miles to get something and it's not there, Yeah, well, I have the opportunity to order it. Get it into the store, let the customer know it's actually here and deliver it to them, which yeah. became
2: just we, we a huge
1: we had oh a, wonderful thing. <laughs>
2: it, 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 but if it started as a as a huge marketing problem because first of all, we were we lost our mm-hmm. lease. So we didn't have our, our little store, our little outpost, even though it wasn't working out very well. We didn't have the store. And then I looked at B and I said. While we're while we're putting together another thing, can can we work with the county and just have you go mobile? I mean, is there a problem with going mobile? And she, we called up everybody, and they're like, "Well, you've got all your business permits, and you're paying your taxes and everything, so go ahead." No problem. So we slapped <laughs> we slapped a couple of magnets on, and we sent out notes that said, "Piece Hardware, we're mobile, we deliver," and the phones lit up. I mean He yeah. started getting phone calls. People are like 40 pounds of this, four of these, five of these, six yeah. of these. Tons. Tons. Would you Tons. say
0: that business almost seemed like it increased when you went to a mobile strategy, especially during COVID?
2: Quadruple. Yeah. Quadrupled.
1: Well, but it was also springtime. So it was springtime you don't know.
2: too. It's kind of hard to gauge, but, yeah. but the response was. You got to be kidding me. You're going to do that. You're going to deliver it. You're going you to just order it. You're going to yeah. order it and we'll pop it right in front of your door. Sure. So, So
1: and they out here, out here, people really like to support local businesses
2: if they can, if they
1: can, if they can, so that there are businesses out here because yeah. we're so yeah. remote. There's a, there's a big support local, um, feeling, Um yeah, I don't know. They just what what do you call it? It's a, a mantra.
2: What makes bees what, well yes. what makes bees hardware really cool is there's really a bee. <laughs> um there's yeah. it's and I'm not saying I'm not saying this critically, but sometimes when you go into a rural store, uh it may be locally owned, but there may be a young person running it just staring at their phone, waiting for a customer to come in uh, in order to be have a business. We're a little bit more proactive than that. B gets calls. We're, we're open six days a week, and it's not strange if B gets an order in at 9, 10 o'clock at night. Everybody knows her number. They text her all the time. They go, I forgot. I need four of these, five of these. I need 70 pieces. I need 70 two by fours. I ran out of dog food. (laughs) I ran out of dog food. Um, Whether you're a big or small customer, they know that uh, bees basically evolved a schedule where early in the week she takes orders and she processes everything on her point of sale system invoices okay. everybody gets everybody's credit card or whatever
1: And uh, they receive their invoices by email right so they mm-hmm. know how much it's going to cost when they get when i deliver it right and yeah. then
2: when i deliver it they pay for it what well, we load up the truck we get the trailer we go up the road to the warehouse uh then everything gets loaded up and then b slowly makes her way down <laughs> slowly slowly <laughs> yeah, it's way the, down. The, the, truck, the truck's 30 years old. It doesn't go that fast. So,
0: this is, this I would say, I would like say, it be like a reality. TV. I just have to say, this could be like a reality TV show. I just find it so yeah. fascinating. I think it's so cool. D- does your truck have like, Bees hardware on the side, or do you have anything like that or like we, around we it so people know?
1: Steve magnets.
2: I made I made her big magnets, so I slapped them on the side. It's a 30-year-old truck that everybody around here calls Black Beauty. The Dodge logos, <laughs> the Dodge logos coming off. It's got like, I don't know how many miles on it. And uh and, and it's pretty funny because as it's coming down the road, people are waving. Yeah, it, people
1: people are like honking and waving because that you can't miss this you truck.
2: can't miss Black Beauty. <laughs> it's got a common turbo turbo diesel engine, it hauls everything. Um it, it doesn't go that fast.
1: Well it it's a nineteen what is it, nineteen ninety?
2: Yeah, which doesn't sound that old wow. to me, but it's thirty years. In nineteen right?
1: ninety, the speed limit was fifty-five. So this yeah. truck is made to go really more than 50 miles. It
2: was an old, it's an old Caltrans truck that somebody painted a flat black and put a racing stripe on it. <laughs> totally. So it oh could be, gosh. you could call it Black Beauty or a skunk, either, either way. <laughs> but, you yes, know, it's, it's awesome. a wonderful truck because, uh, you know, we just love this truck because uh, everybody knows it. And I don't know, like it's the, kind it's of like a legend. It's yes, a mascot. It's, it's it is. fun. It's it's good. The only problem is in the summertime bees bees in there all day and it gets very hot out here and she doesn't have air conditioning. So, so I drive with the windows down. She drives My with the windows nurse. down. <laughs> yeah.
0: So no, that's that's me. I have curly hair, so it'd be in the heat and you know, well, you guys don't have humidity there as much, do you? Because you're in the eleven percent.
2: Eleven percent most days. Wow. So 11, eleven, fifteen percent. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's nice. I so, don't even, I, it, it gets humid here. We're in Indianapolis, but, um, so, so that sounds so, so cool. So then how do you set up, like, do you try and make it so that if you're delivering, cause I know do, is your delivery area, like a 200 mile radius? Did you say that earlier? Or am I just imagining that?
2: You know, that's about, that's. No, well, you go from Hadley and Round Mountain, Nevada, all the way up to Austin. That corridor is about a hundred miles. So yeah, back and forth, it's it's a little less
1: than it's that. a
2: little less it's a little less than that. But it is it is a massive expanse. And what's interesting is if you're just driving through the area, you don't, you don't realize it. how many people live oh. here. There's a lot of little nooks and crannies, oh. a lot of farms and ranches. Ah, uh, people keep to themselves. There's not a lot you can see from the road, but there there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of little enclaves here. Um I was amazed by how much business there is here and how much activity there is here. In a way, it is a growing area. there is uh,
1: yeah, I use my project management skills and organize everyone by where they live, put
2: them in mm-hmm. order, and Go down the road, (laughs) and I send out our big deal. What makes things really nice out here is uh, in this rural area. Is it's it's very easy to contact people. Everybody's on Facebook. They use not everybody, everybody, but a lot of people to get the word out. So as bees going down the road, I actually send out little posts. Bees going down the road. (laughs) Bees in in Kingston. She'll be in Carver's next stop. Carver's in about an hour or two hours.
1: I've I've actually had people see the truck, come, uh, follow me, chase me down, and say, "I need gloves. <laughs> Can you bring me some gloves tomorrow?" Because they they don't know my number or they're not on Facebook or they're just visiting. A lot of people out here are what do you call them? Um, snowbirds. Where they come. visitors. They come for the summer. <laughs> they
2: come for the summer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then they only need some. To- so they're, they're working on their, their properties or they're having their holidays. And, and I have quite a few customers who are remodeling um, vacation homes and they're buying, you know, wood for their decks and they're buying all kinds of, you know, paints and stains and screws and this, this, that, and the other thing. Um, and now it's actually easier for them. And they found me by seeing this truck going down the road
2: <laughs> right and a lot of times when bees out delivering right now we have a little a little manpower shortage when bees out delivering sometimes people show up at the warehouse and steve handles that <laughs> sometimes we are we are, uh, the perfect example is 280 pounds of flooring came yesterday <laughs> Uh, yeah, a pallet of flooring for a customer yesterday, and the FedEx guy was outside, and we were talking. I'm like, "Who's this order? You know, where's this coming from?" And he said, "And he also said, I can't, I can't drive up to the warehouse, so he dropped it off at our place over here. So we're gonna have oh to pack God. that up on the truck and get it up to the warehouse. So wow. you have to be flexible, I think. Yeah, flexible. So, yeah.
0: so what has, um what's been the biggest challenge or like learning curve in this? And what have you enjoyed the most out of, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming part of it is you've probably gotten to know some of your regulars and, you know, you go along and you get to see a lot of these same people and build those relationships or what are some of the challenges and what are some of the things you've enjoyed the most during this kind of mobile process?
2: Can I talk a little bit about one of the biggest challenges? And I I'm, and this is what I'm most impressed uh, with. B on is I'm kind of the tech guy out of both of us. I'm kind of the tech guy, but mm-hmm. to get, get the bandwidth where we are to actually do a point of sale system is was actually mind-boggling. I mean, we actually have a satellite system that we need to get enough bandwidth so that B can upload, you know, orders. Uh, process the the biggest challenge to the business here was not only setting up all these supply chains but processing yeah. payments in ways that people are used to um there's a lot of businesses still out here uh, in a rural area where they're like don't you have cash don't you and we needed to set up we're uh, we're even outside uh, the cluster of small pl- uh, small, villages out here, communities, we're even 40, 50 miles removed from that. So B actually set up a great system with the bank and everybody else so that we can actually work the way you would work
1: uh, Uh, in
2: in Los Angeles somewhere. And that's not Mm -hmm. always easy. Satellite systems, uh, Especially now with COVID and everybody working from their home, there's a lot of challenges getting the bandwidth you need just to keep the communication between, yeah, you know, your terminals and the bank and everything else working. Uh, it's not unusual for things to have a time out here, uh, and and you lose information or an order, an order wasn't that you thought was paid for and processed wasn't. So B Mm -hmm. spends time making sure that everything has gone through like it should. I think that's been one of the challenges. I think the cool thing that I've seen, and B can speak to this a bit, is her relationships with customers um, is actually is actually pretty cool. Because she knows everybody in the valley now practically.
1: Not yet. (laughs) Not
2: yet. Not yet. Not yet. But, But
1: well. Um, yesterday it was it was really fun. I had a, a phone call um, last week from a gentleman who needed to redo his fence because he'd put in a storage unit, and I've never met him, but we're we're working together to get him everything he needs, and and um, my knowledge in construction from Hilton helps me make sure that when I deliver, I actually he has all all the screws nuts and bolts and everything you need yeah so yesterday I actually I met him for the first time and he was just tickled um just so happy that he didn't have to spend all day long to go that 150 miles to get what he needed and he says I saw you kept delivering to the people across the street (laughs) he says i went over there and said what are you doing who is that person <laughs> so, oh my god and so now i'm just just from one customer that i sold some chickens to um, <laughs> i have been helping them build their workshop and another neighbor is building another shop and he's building a fence and there's just you know the community is is small and out here, people actually know their neighbors. It's not like when you live in the city where, you know, maybe one or two people, you know your neighbors, you know, everybody yeah. on the street, you know, people on the street over there are resources for other people. Someone's looking for somebody to build a fence who doesn't have the time or to, to do that or put skirting on their house. Yeah. And it, Somebody else says, you know, in the conversation, I'm so thrilled so and so and so and so did this for me and they did a great job. Look how cool it is. And thank you for bringing the supplies. And this got done. And, it, you know, it's been something I want to do for four or five years. There's, you
2: know, there is good cross pollination. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a I marketing guess, word. <laughs> Well, yeah, of course, I'm going to come up with a marketing word. There's 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 great cross pollination here. Uh, When you, when, when B talks to people, because, and and it's helped me out too. I'm actually B's biggest customer, I think, or at least I like to think I'm one of them. She's looking at me going, no way, you're not even going. But, 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 but um, just the, uh, the thing that we try to do too is if somebody's building a fence or something and somebody needs some expertise on something that we go, well, this person does this all the time. You should give them a call, uh, and I think that works out really good too. Because you you have to be pretty independent living in a rural yeah. area, very independent. Yeah. I've learned that my back has not stopped hurting now. I think in in two years, basically, uh, I, I'm basically a city boy who spent most of his life at the computer, and uh, yeah. living out here, I'm getting my back into things, and uh,
1: he's getting outside. I, I'm
2: I'm getting I'm getting stronger. <laughs> I don't think we've ever been busier. I mean, when I think hustle and bustle, my days now are going about 14 hour days. <clears throat> and B's yeah. are usually, it's not unusual for B to get a shipment of of things for her clients and be gone all day and come home like eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, and then be up at six o'clock the next morning to go to go visit somebody at the warehouse who needs something. When I think about getting away from the bustle now, I think about getting back to LA because that seems more like where there's <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> where there's nothing to do. Um, before yeah. we even got on our phone call, we had uh, we had to let out the chickens and the turkeys, and and then there's there's our dog, and then there's my, you know my usual marketing and PR work that I set up for the day, and then B has to get. Are you delivering today? Uh huh. Yeah. I'm, so, a, I'm
1: delivering a uh, a stock tank.
2: She's delivering a huge stock tank. <laughs> it's and, an eight-foot diameter stock tank. Yes, wow. so she's got a huge tank. So, so there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, it's not strange for both of us to be doing. I would say back in L.A., I was doing eight to ten-hour days. I would say now it's going like twelve to fifteen hours out here in the country. But we like we. I think we both like staying busy. Yeah. I told P a long time ago. I said, if you don't want to do this, you know, I love to have you around the house, and uh, you know, but she, she just loves doing this. So it's a, it's, and there are challenges. It's, it's fun. She, it's it's, it's fun, fun, obviously, because I, I think this is the first time I've always had my own business, so I know what it's like working for myself. It's, I like working for myself. I give myself raises and everything else. So. <laughs> It's kind of fun. I I (laughs) I give myself bonuses. I point myself president a couple times a day, Um, but for B, I think it's really nice because B answers to B, and she's accountable to B, and uh, and actually I'm I'm very proud at the way she set up certain things. Um, B at one time, I wouldn't say she was shy, but she didn't. I was shy. You were shy. I was shy. And B's a lot. (laughs) She learned to be a lot more outgoing with people.
1: Painfully, yeah. "Ah, I'm fine. So, as a kid, oh no.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. There you go.
0: So, so. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you
2: you were talking about well, you were talking about changes. One, you were talking about changes because of COVID. I think there were some things that happened because of COVID, but I think you know, the delivery service and everything that we're doing is, is here to stay. I yeah. the model for the business. It hasn't really changed that much. We want a small store, but we don't want huge overhead. We also want to expand the business. We want to have, uh, when you look, when you work in a rural area, you got to have as many revenue streams as possible. So yeah. when we talk about hardcore hardcore, uh, you know, nuts and bolts about a business, B has already realized that getting people feeds all is a year-round business, as opposed to some hardware like lumber, which is a seasonal springtime. I'm building my deck, I'm repairing my house thing. And then we're also going to put up an RV park um, so that people can stay over, including truckers. And then we're also adding on a little, a little restaurant where I will become the I will become the chef, so oh, we, we've it. already we've we've already got the serve safe licenses and everything else, so that we can expand, so people can come over for a bite to eat, pick up their hammer and nails and their and their lumber, or we can deliver all that stuff to them. I wouldn't be surprised if someday we're not delivering we're not delivering uh, somebody's lunch along with uh, <laughs> along with their lumber.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, it's a very hands on operation obviously not everybody can do this it's not a scalable thing
0: yeah i don't
2: think it's a scale- I i don't think this is a scalable thing uh and and in terms of uh, another marketing term functionality you know the, the question always is can somebody copy you um
1: only if they really only, want to only work if they really, really hard. if they
2: want to work really hard <laughs> if they want to do 50. 50- 15-hour days and laugh about it. Then go and be my guest. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so, <laughs> so B, think- I'd love to hear from B a little bit about. So you have a background working for these major corporations. You worked for Hilton. You've worked for Disney. Um, what I guess what is what are some of the things that you've been able to take from both of those experiences that you think have maybe helped you in this? And then what about now being your own corporation? Like, does it give you that, that ownership and that power of being like, I'm doing it and I don't have, you know, kind of like Steve, you were saying, you don't have someone telling you how to do your job. It's you're the one in charge, but are there things that you've taken from both of those past experiences that you kind of applied in this business? And then maybe what's it like being your own business owner?
1: Everything that I learned, everything that I learned at Hilton because I was in Hilton Supply Management, building hotels. Okay. Um, and with with on what do they call it? On time delivery. Um, so everything I learned at Hilton, from expediting to um, uh, project management, mm-hmm. budgeting projects all of that all of that plays into what i'm doing now in addition yeah. i worked in the finance department in credit and collections at the walt disney company mm-hmm. and all of that
2: she knows the importance of getting paid
1: <laughs> all, yeah. all of the experience <laughs> i had there goes into what i'm doing now so absolutely and as a youth, working in my um, grandparents' furniture store um, mm-hmm. and, and, the at, you know, as a teenager, I was in retail in a, in a shoe department. And, and I just, I love working with people. Everything I have done prior to this adventure has led up to um, making this a success, I think. Um, yeah just because really? i have those experiences and and knowledge and training that you know um if I, if i had started this when i was in my 20s and not had all of that experience it'd be totally different the learning curve would be so steep i would be overwhelmed but it's oh i know how to do this yeah i can do that you know i'm just drawing on all that experience has been really beneficial helpful yeah like steve says this is an on an encore career
2: <laughs> it's yeah. an encore career i i read that somewhere
1: <laughs> well
0: i loved earlier you, so said, what was that? you said you you have fun at work and i think that's huge it's like if you're doing something that you enjoy and you're having fun like it doesn't feel as much like you know work as people sometimes people associate quote unquote work with so i think that's really no, that's I really like special and cool yeah. yeah
1: i i like what i'm doing i like the people i work with the products i i love hardware um i love animals i like learning um yesterday i'm learning about uh, our soil out here in nevada is poor to really bad. And yesterday I'm learning about how to grow lawns and what the different products are that, that make this soil able to hold the water and what you need to do to and I'm going to give that information over to Steve so he can create a little marketing campaign and we can sell more stuff to people to make their lawns greener. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it.
2: Get some, get some worms yeah, it's, in the soil here.
1: It's all interesting. <laughs> it's it's interesting to me and it's fun and I love the people. And every day I meet somebody new. Like yesterday, mm-hmm. I, I, I had I had met um, Derek in person for the first time. And I got a call from Myra who was hoping that I would remember who she was because she came to, to see me with another customer. And she's like, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm like, you're Myra, you quilt, right? She's like, oh yeah, oh you remember God. me. <laughs> and it's like, it's fun. You know, it's just, it's just.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's made moving to a you know, new town and, easier too. Cause you, you know, you get to know so many people through it
1: well and 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 i'm actually getting to know people who are moving in who mm-hmm. don't know anybody yeah and and tell you know being able to say well so and so does this and this is their information and so and so does this and you can contact this person for that so it's i'm i'm not just out for myself yeah and and my business but helping New people in the area, people who work so much, they don't know, um, you know, and they say, do you know somebody who can help me? And I'm like, yeah, actually I do.
2: I, you know, I our outreach that. really started with that. Our, our outreach really started with that Smoky Valley, the Smoky this Valley map.
1: Smoky Valley we did
2: yeah, it, we tell did me a map. little about that. Because
0: that's how I found out about you guys map. through that article.
2: Yeah, the Smoky Valley business group. Was something that we joined uh, because we wanted to be a part of all the other businesses out here and see what they think about and what their challenges were. They were very supportive with us about opening up, uh, opening up anything. Um, so they were, they were a really good resource for us. So one of the things that we wanted to do was to do an internet site. Since I do marketing and publicity, we could do, we could do a a website for the valley. And then the other thing was, I said, we really need a map, a map of all the, so when people come through the valley, they they get an idea of what's really here. But we did a a bird's eye view animated map. Uh, I hired an artist. I, B and I went around to all the businesses, got them to kick in the money to hire the artist and we did this really cool map that worked out really well. And I think that was our big first beginning with, you know, branching out and doing some outreach into the Valley and showing people that, um, we really care about where we live. Yeah. And it's not just about, it's not just about our business. It's about everybody's business and it's about everybody's life out here, making it, making it better while we're here. And the map turned out to be very successful and be started, selling them at the at the store and and people mm. were coming into the store going i heard you got the map and uh, which was kind of cute
1: and yeah. people yeah, who I'm looking have looking right now here, yeah people who even people who have lived here but have moved away have contacted me through facebook and asked me to send them a map <laughs> map
2: i sent them a map <laughs> it's
1: like i want the map <laughs> I live in, I love in Missouri now. I miss it so much. Can you? Pl- I saw the map on Facebook. Can you please send me one? So you know, it it's fun.
2: It was fun. It was a good project to get to know everybody. And from that, now I, I do and maintain some websites for other groups around the valley, and of course that mm. stuff's done pro bono. Uh, I yeah. try to help out. I try to help out people any way we can over here. So. We 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 try to help
0: out. No, that's really cool. And I think it, it you know, in the article it talks about having that map and just kind of, you know, they had the topographical map, but there's something unique about having this and like B is this do you look at it and go, Well, yep, I travel down that way and then I go over here and I mean it it's just fun. I like it. That's cool, and I like seeing, you know, seeing your business, and I'm like Ooh, I'd want to, if I was in the area, go to Blitz Creek Bar and Grill and then go check out the uh, the gold mine. <laughs> it looks fun. So I guess, you know, and it sounds like a lot of what came out of the current business model kind of happened during, from, you know, around the same time as COVID hit. Had, had that affected you guys or were you noticing a different change in products or has it just been, you know, it sounds like as you mentioned with the delivery service, at least business has been really increasing, but has there, was there a focus on the kind of COVID side of things or has it kind of calmed down for you guys? And does it feel more just Um, like business as usual?
1: No, pretty much business as usual. For a while there, I was the only person or the only business in town who could get toilet paper. Wow. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) <laughs> we 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 follow protocols. Uh, when B goes yeah. out and delivers, she wears a mask. Uh, yeah. Uh, when 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 she delivers, we we distance ourselves from everybody. Sometimes that's not the easiest thing to do because people like to come out and talk to everybody and everything. But we 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 do have some protocols. When B gets home and everything, she you know she. She takes off her clothes and puts them in the wash. And we just we, we, we try to be very respectful because we do see yeah. everybody in the valley. And we do. We are. An, we are deemed an essential business because people need yeah. our stuff. So we take that responsibility seriously. But other than that, um, uh, being out in a rural area, it, we do have covid out here but everybody is pretty much very careful and very respectful of everybody. Um, Most Nevada towns, when you go, when B goes in to pick up up the supplies, everybody's got a mask on. When she goes to other places, uh, distribution centers and things like that. Uh, So, but I don't think, except for, you don't have any hand sanitizer, you don't have any N95 (laughs) masks, do you? And we don't. uh, unless it's a conversation like that, it didn't change anything about what people are doing. We've been very lucky because the local employers here have not had to shut down because of COVID. So yeah. we've been very lucky that way. The largest employers out here are mining. And the mining oh, companies, wow. uh, because of a lot of their mining is gold and silver, and those commodities are way up, they're running 24-7. So wow. it's not we we do not live in a small community where there's been a lot of layoffs, but there there's also uh, you know this all sounds nice and cute and charming. There are a lot of challenges. There are a lot of challenges to having a business, uh, in a rural area. Um, yeah, and the biggest one that I, I know that some of the things you, you talk about independent retailers, Amazon right now. And and companies like Chewy are probably some of our biggest competition uh, because yeah. they can do things, or they were doing things that that they could that they could beat us on. They couldn't necessarily beat us on price, but they could beat us on getting something to somebody within a couple of days. However, uh, because of COVID, uh, Amazon in rural areas is not getting stuff out as quickly as as they used to. We used to routinely get stuff out here within two or three days. That is now a couple of weeks. Uh, And there's a lot of stuff that's out of stock with. The other thing, the biggest challenge that we have in the rural area is bandwidth. I mean, bandwidth is so important out here nowadays to do our job. Everybody's on a smartphone. Everybody's used to working, you know, with more bandwidth than sometimes they have available and what covid has done is changed the game a little bit because so many people are working from home instead of these hubs mm-hmm. uh, where the engineers that that run all these the this internet miracle that we've got going on uh, things have changed a lot and you can tell that the bandwidth in rural areas of this country for independent retailers is probably the biggest challenge because we yeah. need we need the bandwidth because in, in the big cities they're getting used to working with more and more bandwidth we really need companies to come out here and provide i've been reading a lot of articles about this but 40% of america does not have any does not even have broadband speed which is 25 oh mbps so we really yeah. need increases in bandwidth to catch up with the cities the cities are going 5g and we're still at 3g or worse, yeah. So yeah. we're only we going to be able to grow, uh, and COVID has really played this out too. Telemedicine, everything. We really need to uh, invest so that so that independent retailers uh, can really compete and make their businesses as available to the customers as possible. So. Uh, we're actually working with Smoky Valley Internet and talking with them all the time about if there's anything we can do to get the conversations going, so it's easier for them to increase the bandwidth out here in the community. So mm-hmm. these are uh, these are these are big issues, uh, and it's an issue going forward and 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 hopefully in the next couple of years with all the different technologies that are coming online whether it's these low earth orbit satellites we 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 just need we just need better bandwidth it's it's key to our business and it's key to working and and keeping those supply chains working so everybody knows where the products are and when we're going to get them so yeah. that's the biggest deal
0: So I guess kind of as a wrap up question, what are, what are kind of your guys' visions for the future? Do you know about when you'll have a physical location um, open? And I know you're planning on continuing this Um, with that. Will you, you'll probably need to hire some other employees. I don't know if you have any other employees currently or if it's, you know, the two of you kind of working together and you're helping out and that type of thing. But um, I'd love to hear kind of what the what the what the next, you know, year, five year plan is maybe.
2: I'm, I'm looking at me and she's looking at, <laughs> she's looking at me. We want to get our store up, obviously. We want to have mm-hmm. a place of operations that's open all the time so that people. People can come in there, and we've got our inventory housed and protected.
1: Yeah, one of yeah. one of the things that with being is is that you lose those. Um, oh yeah, I need that.
2: Yeah, and they know where to go. Impulse, and they know where to yeah. go. We 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 do want that, but we want it to be of the size where we're not where the overhead is not a huge burden uh, yeah. to what we want to do. We want to expand our services. Oh we want to expand what we can do in terms of supply chains. B's always working on that. Yep. I mean that's an ongoing thing, isn't it?
1: Well, as as I learn um, as my customer base increases, how do I put this marketing wise? As my customer base increases and knowledge of their needs um diversify
2: and expand, <laughs> and expand. And broaden.
1: um i i develop new uh supply chain avenues i am a do it best co-op member i'm also a member of ifa because um
2: the only one ifa is intermountain farming farmers, farmers, farmers association
1: right. um okay and, okay and they they have um there's specialty is in
2: farming and ranching
1: farming and ranching the stock tanks the the large quantities of feed specializing in um
2: the stuff animal nutrition
1: things like that that um do it best although they do carry some of the products they don't specialize in animal nutrition and and out here we have the kids in ffa and 4-h and yeah and they're learning animal husbandry and and all 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 of that that goes in with that is is an amazing amount of information um, that I'm still learning because I didn't grow up in 4h or FFA but the leaders yeah. of the community in high school and um, they're very active in in teaching and um,
2: they've gotten us involved. Uh, yes, they've gotten us involved, and we're really happy. We're really happy to be a part of helping out the next generations of farmers and ranchers. It, it, it's a fascinating life, actually. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, like we said, we wanted to do too, was we want to keep. We want to keep what we've developed over here going. Uh, yeah, I think I think I, I think we want to keep our our delivery service going. Which means we are gonna need more manpower at a certain point because somebody's got to man the store, somebody's gotta make the deliveries, and then somebody's gotta be invoicing and, and and keeping up with the supply chains and everything else. So I think yeah. the five-year plan, the five year plan is to is to really give everything here that the valley really needs while giving us the revenue streams that we need so that we can keep all the services going. I think a lot of things are in flux right now uh, in terms of supply chains. I don't see that changing that much. I think that's always gonna be a challenge in rural areas because I think sometimes companies, I think sometimes big companies go, why are we going out there? We don't have to do that. And then they cut back. We don't really have to service those areas. Right like What's yes. in it for us? Well, you know, there's, there's, I don't know, we figured, we did a survey. There's a couple thousand, there's a couple thousand families that live in there's, our,
1: there's almost 3,000 families. 3,000 families
2: in our area. And wow. And they, they deserve great service. Yeah. yeah it's, they do. And yeah.
1: they work hard. They
2: work Everybody really works hard.
1: hard. They work seven, 12 hour days the ones who work at the mine work 7 12 hour days either day shift night shift so because the mine is going 24 7 and then they're off um for seven days they want to do stuff the first day off they're kind of if you're just coming off a night shift then you're in zombie land and (laughs) And then and then you try to get yourself together and you're self-organized and you have your doctor's appointments, you have your grocery shopping,
2: you have they have to get all their stuff done. So what we want to do at Bees Hardware is get them if, get know, them in a good place where as soon as they're ready to go on their days off, they have their they have everything ready for them.
1: They they've got their they've got the stuff they need to do what they want to do.
2: Instead, instead of spending
1: instead their day going. Driving all the way that 150 miles one way, spending all day long at the big box store, coming back home and being exhausted the next day. Yeah. And then, okay, so you've just shot two days.
2: Yeah. Two days of your <laughs> seven mm-hmm. off. Two
1: days of your seven off, and and then if you're going back on night shifts, then the you know you only have two days off.
2: And one of it's the th- day, it's crazy. <clears throat> And one of the things we haven't talked about is the demographic out here. There are families out here.
1: A lot of families.
2: There's a lot of families, but there's also a lot of people who are in their 60s, 70s, or older, or older, and dragging around 50 pound bags of quickcrete or or the the swine feed. Yeah, they love their animals and they have lots of dogs, and dragging around 40 pound bags of dog food uh, gets harder and harder.
1: Well, and there's there's a lot of actual people who are retired out here. Mm-hmm. Um, there there yeah. are a lot. Older retired people, um, a lot of them are single, and um, they have. It's become lots of fun to to become friends with them and hear their life stories and what they do, and you know have a little a little visit while I'm delivering their bird feed. Yeah. You know, and making yeah. sure that it it gets in their container where they need to have it because um they just can't quite lift it right now or when you know the two of us do it together or something it's
2: there are there is a group of people who live here because it's so quiet uh and it's so peaceful and they like being alone and a
1: lot of a lot of people
2: yeah they like being alone and uh, they just love wide open skies and wide open spaces and this is how they choose to live uh, mm-hmm. And
1: there's, there's a bus that picks everybody up. Yeah, there's a bus. There's there's a bus there's that a helps bus. these mm. these people get around. Takes uh, them takes them on the takes them in, in the town. Takes them in the town to do their grocery shopping once a week. But because oh, of COVID, great. they can only take, they can only take three people on the bus oh, at God. a time now. Yeah. So they're they're having to. um, I don't know how they're doing it exactly. The bus used to be pretty much know. full. I don't know. But it can only take 3 people, so they're rotating through and and you just we're all trying to help each other out. Yeah. That's good.
2: But we're very happy that you you found interest in our story because uh, I I think fun. it's fun and I think our story really shows that hands-on hands-on can really be nice in the hardware business. People really need to know how to get things done uh, yeah. and we, we want to point them in the right direction.
0: I love that. Well, thank you both for, for the time to talk today um, and, and hop on. And I know you have a full long day ahead of you, so I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I really appreciate getting the chance to, um, to chat with you both and, and just learn more about the business.
2: We hope everybody out there in Hardware Land uh, loves
0: what they're doing like we do. Have a great day. You too. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Did you know that if you're an independent home improvement retailer, you are already a member of the North American Retail Hardware Association? The NRHA has been in existence since 1900 and serves its members in a variety of ways. From Hardware Retailing Magazine and our two podcast series to exclusive research and events, the association is here to help you become a better, more profitable business owner. To learn about what NRHA is doing for you, visit NRHA.org.